And welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. And I'm Jeff. And as always, we're here to talk about it, it all. Uh, we do have to go over the disclaimer tonight. Uh, just remember, folks, this is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions uh, and ideas expressed in this show are not necessarily the opinions of the show owners or the network or, or whatever or anyone. Or except anyone, really. Us. Um, you know, for just, uh, it's just for entertainment purposes only. Any names are, you know, that uh, we say may or may not be real people. Coincidence? Uh, and if they are real people, they may or may not have done what we said. That's right. Uh, not that we said. We, we, it's a question. Well, perhaps. That we alleged, right, alleged, alleged. Alleged. What we alleged happened. Unless, unless we say, Inspired. unless we say that was fact. Then Back assume there. everything we're saying is alleged. Alleged. Yeah. I'll just make it. Or did they? It, or did they? Or did just they? Probably yeah. make life a little bit easier. In we're asking questions here. We are. That's all we, we, we do. We, we all we all just vote. That's all we do. So. Um, I know we have some listeners out there. We do have. No, we, no, seriously. I know for a fact. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna say. Uh, I occasionally and then. Uh, and part of a certain environment, and I, I can't go into details, but I have noticed a immense intensity of hostility towards me in this environment um, by the female uh, genera uh, of this environment. And uh, a lot of them are younger, you know, they're in that uh, millennium, you know, youth group. Um, they're progressive types. <laughs> the Hitler youth group. Yeah, the Hitler youth group. Uh, they're progressive types. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, and so, uh, anyway. And it, you know, it, it's just a show y'all taking a little too personally, I think. I think it's the abortion thing's really got them going. You know, the anti abortion thing. Folks, it's you been know, it's so. been almost three weeks. I've been pretty good about it. And Jeff hasn't said the A word. <laughs> so so this is this is good. This is I can look at this. But uh, Yeah, so yeah, this is Jeff and I in a basement with a big ass train setup thing in a bar with a Corona nightlight and the Rocky Balboa from the original movie Rocky and a couple, couple shoehorn from stretchers. From the uh, uh, factory, actually. Actually, yeah. It was right down that street here. <coughs> so, um, you know, it's not like we're the... ABC News and everything we say is factual and accurate. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke. Oh, that was. A and let me joke. tell you, they got some nice. They got some nice things out there. Pictures of the Martians landing and <laughs> saying it's in Syria. <clears throat> uh, yeah, picture. I think that one picture was Rambo. Rambo doing one of his things, and <laughs> they were apologizing. He was going after the Kurds or some shit like that. It was really. But yeah, they been a couple weeks now, and they're still not living it down. You still every now and then you still see a meme pop up that some some bizarre battle sequence and <laughs> battle start like, uh, <laughs> and they say ABC reporting Turkey still attacking Kurds. It's like Tom Cruise in the War of the Worlds picture. So funny shit, funny shit. But anyways, yes. So again. 
Uh, we do have listeners out. We do have listeners out there. We do. I, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't mean to say we didn't. Um, I know we have at least 22 in New York State. Yeah. We've got at least one in England. England. And we've got four in California, which is, I, I find funny. That we got any listeners off California. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And we have one. We just picked up one this past week in Nebraska. 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 Oh, shit. Well, places. thank you. Thanks. Actually, we picked up London and Nebraska this past week. Awesome. So it's very exciting. Very huh. exciting. I actually had a, I knew a neighbor uh, when I was a kid. His, his name was Leonard, and he was a big train freak. And, uh, you know, so I looked up to him the same age as my older brothers. Uh, and, I mean, when he, I mean, he was a train freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy went to work for a railroad right out of high school. He got his GED, and off he went. Um, but he had a huge, like, twice the size of my, you know, layout. Right. Model trains. Oh, yeah. We had just, I didn't understand. Blast. And, uh, anyway, um, Leonard's sister actually saw a Bigfoot when she was, like, seven years old. Right. Uh, they had a big farm, and, uh, Leonard wasn't home, but she was home with her mama, and, uh, she started yelling. She was out on the front porch, mm-hmm. with, you know, big old porches, old farmhouse, and she saw a big hairy creature you know, step over the fence, you know, then climb over it, just, step over, just step over it, you know, nice. like big, you know, keep the cows in it. Yeah, yeah, And it was in the cow pasture, and she screamed for her mama, 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 there's a big bear out here. Her mother came outside and saw it, and she went, Ain't no bear. <laughs> Ain't no bear. And grabbed her and dragged her in the house, and, uh, you know, the, the creature took off, and her mother started screaming. Um, unfortunately, I, I would have them on the show, one of them. Uh, I didn't do them quite well, but they're all dead. Leonard's dead, the sister's dead, the mother's dead. They all died. Jesus. Yeah, so yeah no kidding. It, it really got sad. They were actually really cool people. I can say, because if it was a friend of you, you must have been your age, right? Or really much older. Well, no, he was older. He was my brother's age. You know, so well, he was three or four years older. Right now. That was 21. Four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Been there, been there, been there, survived. Sister was an overdose of drugs, I think. Haven't done that yet. Mother was, uh, you know, heart related, you know, early 60s. Been there, you know, so. So, yeah. Um, But I don't mind this year that because of Nebraska. I think that. Nebraska, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you did. Because I got. It jacked my memory of something you got to talk about. Oh, yeah, I've got all Not Nebraska. Oh, no, you got all things. So, maybe we'll get my stuff out of the way. I did want to hit just real quick, I forget. Okay. Uh, Roswell, I know we talked about it last mm-hmm. week. Um, the Wright Patterson Air Force Base, where I said that's where it took the yep, wreckage. Yep, yep. You know, at the time, it wasn't an Air Force Base. It was actually the Army Air Force. The Air Force wasn't existent yet. You know, the Air Force didn't come into being into September of 47. And it was 18th or 19th it was signed in the law in 1947, shortly after the Roswell crash. Uh, now, during the war, World War II, um, everything that was recovered airwise you know, Japanese aircraft, whatever it may be, uh, was everything was shipped um, to Wright Patterson Air Force Base, or Army Air Force Base, I should say. And uh, it was the, it was called, it was called T2, the uh, counterintelligence uh, location. Mm-hmm. Everything that went there was back engineered. That was the whole purpose of the base. And that was General MacArthur's actual orders. Everything that was recovered would go to Wright Patterson. And uh, there was a saying that if it went in the Wright Patterson, it didn't come back out. It goes in, but it doesn't go back out. 
So, you know, the Angry 18 still working yeah, and all yeah, that stuff. Okay. There is a lot of legitimacy to that. That's where all the back engineering aspect was for the war during World War II. Uh, to try and back engineer some of these aircraft, the German aircraft, you know, the V2 rockets, all that shit actually ended up there. You know, this is before Area 51 was even a thought was on flying. You know, so just interesting. Go ahead, sir. So, anyways, we just be, you know, what we did this past, this past week. Things we do doing usually. So, show show was Monday. There's not much going on, you know, during the week. Then uh, Friday, Alani and I went to Scar. Well, Wil- Wilkes Wilkesbury. 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 Yeah, or Wilkes Bar, depending, on, depending on where you're from, yeah. where you call it the right name or not. And we went down to see Josh Gates live. You know who Josh Gates is? You may not. So. You may want to say. So, Josh Gates was, uh, this was on the Sci Fi Channel, back same time Ghost Hunters around there, but he did uh, Destination Truth. So, Josh was an archaeologist and they would send him out to track down the Yete and. I saw some of the episodes. You know, it wasn't, he didn't do, I don't, I don't know if he even did any shows in America. He was always overseas tracking down, you know, Cambodia's version of. The Chupacabra, or whatever it was. So he was doing that with uh, Destination Truth. And then uh, when Sci Fi uh, either didn't renew the, renew the show or whatever, uh, he went on to do some other stuff. But he's been doing this for 11 years, so he's been doing it for a while. But he was going to be in uh, Wilkes Bear, and uh, it was a live show. He was going to be on stage talking about, you know, what he did and you know, those kind of things. Um, interesting guy. Uh, well, you would think what we found, what we took away, what I found interesting, because he's done the ghost hunting, he's done the paranormal stuff, and you know, he's done looking for the creatures and river monsters and buried treasure. And, so, uh, mermaid, 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 whatever it is. And uh, so, one of the things we talked about, he showed you that. Uh, a statistic that the the most recent poll showed that forty eight percent of the Americans believe in in ghosts. Now that was low, because I've I've seen higher numbers in previous polls that was closer to sixty or seventy five. But maybe that's just the ones that believe in the af- afterlife. You know. Don't ever say fake news. No, this is before fake news already started taking. This is before Trump became president. So maybe maybe because Trump became president, it kind of. Lowered that number. Um, and uh, he said he was. He wasn't convinced yet. This guy's been doing this crap for 11 years. He's been out with some of the top TV personalities doing this stuff. And he hasn't found that one piece of evidence. Because that's what it is, folks. There's, if you're a skeptic, there's going to be that one piece of evidence. Give me that one moment that's an oh shit moment. And you're no longer a skeptic about it. I just found the point that he had he hadn't had that moment yet. Um, they were talking about, about Bigfoot and those kind of things. And that's even lower. That's like twenty eight percent. That's great too. You know, at least you got paw prints and footprints <laughs> and ridge patterns on the yeah. yeah you, 
I'm like, yeah, whatever. So he's more inclined to believe. He, he's a Yeti man. Dermot. Dermot. He's a, he's a Yeti man. He he believed <laughs> if he could if he could if he could prove anything, he'd want to prove that the Yeti was, was real. So, um, I found it interesting. I found him. He's very personal, very likable. He's been doing this stuff for years and years. Even before he got the show, he would you know work odd jobs and save enough money to go somewhere and do something. Um, you know, he's been to the top of uh, Kilimanjaro and uh, in that song, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. So, which is, I think it's in Tanzania. So, they, so he's been there, he's clinging to him and three or four of his buddies climbed to the top of this, and they got the pictures next to the sign that says you're at the summit of blah blah, the highest peak in Africa. Um, but that was Friday, so that was interesting. That was, uh, that was a nice little excursion out and about. <coughs> and then uh, Sunday, well, we drove we drove to Buffalo Saturday afternoon, stayed with our granddaughter. And then Sunday we had the second fair at the Statler Hotel in Buffalo, which is a very odd place. They've got they got the main floor open and used where they got two ballrooms and meeting rooms and stuff like that. So they use the bottom floor for all this stuff. And there's like 18 floors above it that are hotel that are basically shut down because they're renovating and working on getting them to do whatever. Right. But I know they probably do ghost tours there once every other month because the place is just creepy, creepy and messy. But uh, so we did Psych Fair Sunday and that was kind of fun. And, uh, our boy Chip was there. Ah, Chip I, didn't, I didn't get. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get to meet Chip because uh, I was busy at my own my own table doing my own thing, my readings. And uh, but he was the headliner. He was the headliner. And uh, if you wanted to do a not just a private reading with Chip, but it was a a group setting. It was a gallery reading. It was sixty bucks a head to get in. Holy oh. cow! Yeah. Uh, and then they had Alani and. Uh, Four other psychic mediums that did uh, gallery, gallery readings throughout the day. Like Lonnie did it from like one to two, and then someone else did two to three, three to four, and tripped out of four to five. So it was it was an interesting. It was a fun day. Um, Lonnie got at least one person to cry, so she had a good day. She had a good day in the gallery. I said that that's your goal. I said you, if you don't have at least one person in tears. And you probably weren't as on as you thought you probably should have. Right. So she had one woman in tears, and then she said the freakiest thing is that she had two gentlemen, and they were sitting because they weren't together, but the the energy, the spirit, the being, whatever came in, came from both of them. Like it showed up, it kind of stood between the two of them. And it was there for both of them. It had messages for both of them. She goes, that was just, she goes, that was just bizarre. Because I've never, never seen anything like that. That two separate individuals have the same, whatever, the guy, energy, angel, spirit, whatever, come in and have messages from both of them. So I think that was interesting. And then drove back uh, Sunday night, got back late, got back about midnight last night, and then we up early to get the dog from the panel and 
It dash points today. Another good thing was there. I I I figured it was a little bit higher percentage, which I think it is. I think both are. I think both are both are low low ball on it. Um, like I said, I know. I don't know the number that's been around since we started doing this, and that was eight nine years ago. It was was always seventy five percent belief in ghosts and you know the after that things like that. So um, I just found the point that in in all this time, he hasn't stumbled across that one that one moment, that one piece of evidence that makes you say, "Yeah, okay, I believe in this." Right. Usually, there's something. It's, it's either an EVP. Or a personal experience that even though you may be, you may not be able to produce the documentation on it, it's the thing that turns around. I mean, we've I've had a couple of those experiences. Obviously, Lani is such me so she has them all the time. But I know the one, the one where we're going through evidence, and there is a voice as clear as day answer a two-year-old that said hi to it, and it responded, "Hi, hi." And it just how it sounded. It right. sounded like some kind of creepy cross between the Cookie Monster <laughs> and something else. And it was clear as day. I was in I was in the next room and heard this EVP. Usually you got the headphones on and you're trying to drown out all the ambient sound around it. Um, and then we were at a house a year ago, a couple years ago, and uh, Alani and I walked in. And the minute we walked in the door, we both heard an older woman greet us and say hello. And we're like, oh, your mother's... Because the woman was talking about her mother had been to visit. And I wasn't really listening that close to it. And I, I thought she meant that her mother was... I said, oh, your mom's still here. She goes, no, no, she's, it's just me here right now. And the line had just looked at each other. And I'm like, really? I said, do you have an Alexis or an Echo... She goes, yeah, but it's turned off. We don't use it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then, again, I don't I don't proclaim to have any of the abilities that Honey has, but when I actually hear a, when I can actually hear a disembodied voice with no tape recorder, or just you walk in and you hear someone that's not there say hello to you. It was. It wasn't like it was soft. It was. It wasn't like they were yelling, but it was like a normal talking voice. It's not like the one was in the next room. It's not like she was sitting in the living room off to the left when you walked in. But anyway, so that was our. That was our weekend. I know you usually go out eighteen and stuff. But I sent you. Did you see what I sent you about the Godzilla? No. Stepping on Bambi. Yes. Yeah, Godzilla meets yes, Bambi. I didn't see that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's the little clip I remember. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the movie theater right before we uh, started. Right, right, right. So, uh, we will talk about Godzilla tonight. It's on the list. Okay. You know? So, I'm done. I'm okay. here for you tonight. Right, I'm going to start. Um, so, we all know, we have talked about in the last show, I once had a dream about shit figurines. Shit you figurines, know? yes. Uh, you get the website yet? No, but I won't. Okay, you really do that for sure. Okay. Um, so, on Saturday, I spent most of the day building the prototype, the very first ship figurine. And, you know, I always wanted to do sports figures, 
you know, I had Muhammad Ali in, in mind first, or Mike Tyson, uh, you know, or Dan Marino from the Dolphins. You know, somebody like that. I was, you know, in the line. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. Thought the way this thought this was going down a real yeah, bad road, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I, I was going to do all football teams. Like you, you buy one for you know forty nine ninety nine, and the next one's pay another forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I like the Bradford Exchange. Yeah. Yeah, Franklin. Yeah. So I found out working with shit is not that easy. So actually, what I had to do was I had to mix it in with mud. All right, and the kind of make it a little more, or, or, you know, hold together. And I use super glue too, uh, the good stuff, you know, to hold it all together. Okay. So I'm about to unveil our prototype. Oh boy. And I had to pick, I don't know I'm ready for this. I had to pick something that would be remembered. Okay. And this is gonna go up on eBay, I'm gonna put it up on eBay for sale. Please, um, please don't tell me it's a buy <laughs> That's a good guess. Okay. But let me give you, uh, my favorite version, and I have another one. I'm getting ready to build, and I'll, I'm gonna name what it is. But this is my favorite version so far. This is a prototype of our congresswoman Donna Lopardo, and this is her. Uh, I'm gonna take your husband away outfit. It's uh, she's a, a Greek chick, as you see. Her shirt says Greek on it. Uh, I haven't put the R in there. Okay. They probably didn't say Greek, but that's okay. Greek. Uh, but so this is our Miss Donna Lopardo. All right, and uh, this is my first shit figurine. So she is now famous. Uh, I'm building another prototype of Donna, uh, and this one is the abortion clinic version. Uh, she has a white outfit stained with pig's blood, blood. blood. Yep, and it comes with a uh, little baby, you know, uh, stamped to the heart. And then I'm also working on another version, uh, and she's got a little stormtrooper outfit on, and she's holding up a uh, decapitated Jewish man's head and a decapitated Christian man's head in one hand, and uh, and that is uh, the uh, stormtrooper outfit. But this one is Donald Lopardo. Uh, I'll steal your husband. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. so this will be up on email soon. And I made sure she had her glasses. And I even painted her hair to match to make sure her hair was the correct color. Nice. Uh, nice. Yep, so what do you think? It doesn't even smell. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. So is this is this completely sculpted of poo? No. Or this, is this just this around an actual figurine? This is a figurine. That and then what I did is uh, I, I added to it. I added to it. Okay. I added the, the shit in mud uh, <laughs> to to the figurine. Okay. And uh, super glued everything I needed to super glue. And uh, here we go. Yeah. Nice. She's got a little hooker boots on. See, look at that. Is that nice? Boots. Yeah. And she's got her uh, red, you know, I'm going to steal your husband pants. Nice. Yeah. And Greek. Check. She's nice. in the Greek. So, all right. Good nice. for you. Uh, uh, I know. Nice. Did see that? Yeah. Donald Lopardo. Famous. Yay. Yay. Again, if there's anyone named with that name, it may be a congresswoman. It's just pure coincidence. Assembly person. Uh, yes. So there we go. It'll be up on eBay soon. I'm not sure when I have something crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. but we'll get there. Maybe I just want to stick with the first name. So you didn't. I thought did more. I thought you were telling me it was a great shot. That took time. That took I, hours, hours, I, I hours. That's what I'm that. impressed. I almost, you know, I was really mad at myself because I didn't record the whole process. You know, like. Yeah, but I can speed it up, you know, they do, and, you yeah. know, I, I was really mad at myself, I Well, the next one, the next one. Yeah, so anyway, but that's the prototype, so. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Neighbors wondering what the hell I was doing in the backyard. I'm sure they did. Getting bags of dog shit, you know, so. <coughs> oh, my God. Right, think just really lost it. No, yeah. lost it. No, you see, you got way to go yet, but yeah. okay. Nice, so. so. Yeah, there's 
there was uh, what I did. So ship figurine. Yep, and again, that's the prototype. We also have the abortion claim version coming out soon. Nice. Um, and then, of course, we have the Stormtrooper outfit, uh, you know, uh, and uh, as another version. So, uh, okay, well. It, it will be a uh, progressive Christmas tour. Oh my gosh, that's what you mean. If you're a progressive, you want this as a Christmas tour. You do. You do. Definitely want Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, look at those Vikings. There might, actually, be, there might actually be grant money available. Well, you know, because they, they, they fund other artsy kind of projects. That's right. So you may want to look into that. I should there might be grant money available to, to perpetuate your your artistic, artistic, whatever it is, whichever one it is. Well, you know, and this, is, this is a great thing because my idea was, to, you know, if it takes off, like I'm going to get a small factory. And what I want to do is I want to give back to community. So what I'm going to make sure I do, because I know, you know, uh, illegal immigration is a hot topic for progressives. Uh, they're very for it. Um, so I want to support Donna and her beliefs, and I'm going to hire a bunch of illegal Mexicans to work in my factory and build these dogs. And I'm going to pay them normal American wages. That's how far I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a good guy. That you I can have. always outsource to Mexico and try to tempt them to stay there. So you'd be kind of doing, you you be you be killing two birds with one stone. You you be keeping the illegals in Mexico. Yeah, but I want to say built in America. But I want but built in the USA on the, on the box. Well, if you if you if you uh, if you uh, if you have their because you can send them dog shit from the United States. So the materials came from the assembled with the U.S. <laughs> materials. materials. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. We'll have to look into that. Maybe, maybe Donald, Donald will give us some money to keep the factory in the United States. Exactly. All right. All right so, anyway, I don't think we're watching football at all, but the Vikings again, another great win. I heard it was a crush. I think. Yeah. Cousins. No, that was that was last week. Oh, this, was it? This was uh, this week, and we uh, we played the Lions, and it was a close game, but in the end, we crushed it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Kirk Cousins set uh, an NFL record. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to be 30 or more passes in four consecutive games. So, uh, congratulations wow. to Kirk Cousins. He set an NFL record. Um, what did you think of the attack by Hillary Clinton on Tulsi? Um, I haven't heard the whole thing. I heard it happen. But I think Hillary's lost it. No, I didn't. Take two, yeah. No, they don't really are. Oh, Tulsi? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely because afraid. No, no. If, I, I get that. If I couldn't vote for Trump, that's who I'd vote for. Tulsi. I mean, that's how impressed I am with that young woman. She's incredibly intelligent. She knows her shit forward and backward. I don't agree with her on a lot of economic stuff, but the social issues, I'm kind of on board with her. You're getting out of the Middle East? Yep, totally on board with her. Should be a police force in the world? Totally on board with her. Love the woman. Nothing that's funny. And she's hot. Which is not she's hot. See, that's funny thing, too. I didn't, like I said, I heard about Hillary. I didn't hear the, I didn't catch the whole slam fest. But, um, yeah, um, two things. One, the police thing. For, for how many how many years have the, the Democrats and the Liberals been screaming, we can't be the policemen of the world? I mean, and as soon as Trump pulls us out of Turkey and Syria, 
they were screaming about how we shouldn't be leaving the poor Kurds there. Been there for, we've been there for 10 years. I'm not sure there's anything more we can teach them about protecting themselves one of the than things, what we've done. One of the things that got Obama elected in the beginning was he wanted to get out of the middle yes. of the And that's what, that's what the American people yes. want. They're like, yes, this makes sense. Just get the yes. fuck out of there. You know, you ever watch Jimmy Dorn? He has a, uh, he's a Canadian. He's, all, but he's, he's a communist. He's, I'm a communist. He's, he's a Canadian, but he's also a dry, hard communist. Okay. And uh, he has a great show called The Jimmy Dorn Show. You should watch it sometime. It's hilarious. You find it on YouTube. Okay. Uh, you won't agree with his policies, but it, it's fucking funny. The guy's funnier than shit. I love the guy. I don't agree with him, but he belie- he truly believes what he says. And I'm okay with that with people. You know, he hates Liz Bourne because he knows she's full of shit. She's not, you know, she's not a, a communist or a socialist. She's not a progressive. She's a make-believe. Right. You know, he's a Bernie supporter because, you know, he's like, the guy's never changed his message. Got any Bernie credit? He hasn't. He's been on the same. You look at the videotapes we got 40 fucking years ago. True. You say the same shit back then. You know, yeah, the yeah. Thing. You can't take that away from the guy. He's genuine. I don't, again, I don't agree at all on economic policies. And those but he's genuine. Um, yeah, so there's a big fight right now in the Democratic Party. I mean, it's a knuckles, drag, barball, fashion. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a fight. These people are fighting, you know, and it's the old school versus the new school. You got that progressive element, that far left wingers fighting the, the centrist. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just this bad mixture of blood going on. Oh, yeah. The reason Hillary Clinton came after Tulsi is. In 2016, when Bernie was getting the shaft by CNN and Hillary, they were working together. We know that's a fact. That's not make-believe. That's not fake news. That's real news. We know it for a fact. We know. We saw the emails. We saw the official documentation they admitted from CNN. It. Yeah. DNC admitted it. Yeah. They know. Okay, so we know that happened. Um, so Tulsi, she was right. She was the second in charge of the Democratic Committee for all this, all this mm-hmm. going on. And she saw it happening. And she resigned in protest because she could see what CNN, what the Democratic Party was doing, and and working with Hillary Clinton directly. And she saw Bernie get the shaft. And she resigned her position, and everyone said, oh, if you endorse Bernie, you're going to ruin your career. They're never going to forgive you. And what she knew, she went out and endorsed Bernie. Tulsi did. Mm -hmm. And this is payback now. So now Hillary Clinton, her lapdogs at CNN, and the Democratic Party are coming after Tulsi. They call, is she one of the ones they call the Russian agent? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, yeah. I have heard bits and pieces of that. So they called her and Jill? Jill Stein. Stein. The Green Party candidate. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. She's yes. Is she, the tree hugger. Yeah. She's a, a, a Russian. Yeah, she's a Russian a asset. A Russian yeah. asset. Yeah. Is that going to be the new Is that going to be the new theme? Is that going to be the new thing? If you disagree. That if you can't, you can't win against your opponent, you just label them yeah. whatever current... Enemy of the United States, they are making them an asset. Isn't this McCarthyism all over again? Oh my again? God! This it's, is it's, it's, history repeats itself. Yeah. We're seeing it again. A character assassination. Facts don't matter anymore. It's character assassination, yeah. which I predicted. I predicted this is the route they would go. They're eating their own alive. I am. Yeah, Russian assets. That's, yeah, that's too funny. Too funny. Too funny. Yeah, so yeah, but Hillary, yeah, she's off She's off her wagon. Because there was, was, listen to some clips, and she was just going, just going off about how, you know, she was 
cheated out of, you know, cheated out of the, the election. And, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, it was, we knew it was going to be a close election and this, that. No, you didn't. You had polls saying you were 21% up. You were, you were, you were, you were so concerned that you wanted Trump to pledge in the debate that he would abide, that he would abide by whatever rules. Yep. Or whatever ruling came down with the people's vote. And then who who is it that's not doing that? Hillary Clinton. You know, and everyone else. It's been on this impeachment and Russia and Stormy Daniels and for for his entire presidency. Like I said, it, I get it. He may not have been the best candidate, but he's the only one that stepped up. And I'm telling you, I don't I can't I can't even Imagine any other candidate in recent history that could withstand this last almost three years of of bombardment of your legitimacy. The uh, the last time this president was despised uh, by the other party and by some of his own party was actually Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. You know, that was the last time. I mean, like, people don't realize, you know, there were two Democratic guys each time running against Lincoln. That's how Lincoln won. He only got 29% of the vote. Right. That's all he needed because the dummies and the Democrats split the vote. Split the vote, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And then what was I seeing? Um, In amongst this latest round of distractions, something like eight or nine federal judge benches were filled, a bunch of other crap got filled and all under the radar, all, all while everyone else was pitching about this, that, and the other thing, Trump went on and did his, thing. Did his job, yep. filled, filled eight or nine bench seats in the federal court. And they're making their own distractions, not like... Well, I said, it's Trump in the headlines every day. Appreciate you have it. no idea what these other candidates running for president stand for at this point. Well, Trump, 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 I'm Trump pretty sure Trump was the original whistleblower on this whole thing. Whatever. So, yeah, so it's interesting times. <coughs> the Democrats are their own. And the, uh, as I predicted, there would be no impeachment vote. I did predict that. Uh, they pulled it off. Uh, it's not going to be a vote. Uh, we're going to keep doing your secret meetings behind closed doors, which we know vote to at least February. Um, and then it's going to fail more. Uh, it may pass the House, but like it's the Senate's data upon arrival. Um, and that's that. You know, and it's all going to backfire. It's already starting to backfire. Oh, yeah. People people do not care about this. What they care about the economy, they care about health care, they care about their education for their children. This is the shit people care about. They don't care about this make believe horseshit. And the dummies of Democrats don't get it. It's like, duh. You have majority in the house. Use it, you dumbasses, for something for you know. But they know, and I think it really boils down to say no. Nobody can beat him. There's not a single one of them that can beat him, and they know that. So the only way, the only shot in the dark they have to get rid of the guy is to impeach him, and it's not going to happen. It's going to backfire and make the the beating and everything even worse. Godzilla. We'll talk about Godzilla. Godzilla. You know, is Godzilla real? That's the question of the day. 
Is he real? Yeah. Where did the legend of Godzilla start? I actually know the answer to this already. Oh, in Japan. Oh, in Japan. Well, it depends uh, on what movie version you want. Well, I'm gonna. I kind of go with the original. Okay. Well, the 1954 classic, which was a bad one. Yeah. You know, here's an interesting fact about the the, the first appearance of Godzilla. Uh, buildings were only so high back in the day, right? <laughs> so the original Godzilla was 164 feet by scale. All right. So if you, if Godzilla walked down the street, the 1954 version would have been 164 feet tall. Right. Okay. Now, we get to the latest one that you went to see, Battle of the Monsters, or Monster yeah. Quest, or whatever the fuck it was. Um, he is now 398 feet tall. He did. But you'll see over the years in the movies, he progressively gets bigger and wider. Yeah, yeah. Because the buildings get taller. Right. And they're like, oh, we made big, Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Big Bigfoot. Godzilla get bigger. Bigfoot get bigger. Godzilla. So, anyway, I, I thought it was an interesting little thing. You know, how yeah, well, he would have to. So, uh, his, Godzilla, the name, and is uh, kind of like, there's a fictional creature in, in Japanese culture. Um, it's like a demon, and it's called, uh, I'm going to way mispronounce this, I, I uh, do apologize. I'm going to say Keiju, or Keiju. Keiju sounds more correct. Um, and that's like the word for demon in Japanese. Um, the name is a cross between, now Godzilla itself is, is a cross between the Japanese word for gorilla and word for a whale. Yeah. Godzilla. So, and the God part uh, is obviously a reference to, where the hell is he? Uh, Shinto. Shinto was the god of destruction of the Japanese people. And Shinto has no morality. He comes in, destroys everything so he can be a rebirth on Earth. So that's where the god part comes into the Godzilla. Is actually after Shinto, one of the gods in the structure of morality for the Japanese people. Um, here's the interesting thing I didn't know about Godzilla. It always looked green in the TV, you know, the skin, the skin, right? But apparently it was not green. But the color was actually a charcoal gray. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't come out that way on, on TV for whatever you know, color vision they would use. Yeah, because of the new, the new... Yeah, but it came out green, but it actually was actually a trouble gray. And the skin of the beast was derived between different dinosaurs, you know, what they thought, the heart, you know, and actually skin scars from survivors of Hiroshima. So the skin you see on the Godzilla was actually a mixture of what they thought a reptile skin would be on a, a, a dinosaur, mm-hmm. all right? And the survivors, they would take photographs of the skin. Oh, so they were using real skin. No, no, they were just taking no. photos, but they, they, they mimicked it, you know, around that. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, it's not, not like, you know, Hitler with, you know, a lamp made out well, of your skin, you know. Well, all, all in that time frame. Yeah, uh, but anyway, the original actor who played Godzilla in the early films was actually a black belt in judo, so you see him do all these rolls and shit yeah. and flips. There's a reason behind it. Which is not easy to do in a Godzilla. No, and like that suit itself is a bitch. Yeah. You know, guys are, those guys had passed out of it, they got sick, it was hot as hell, it was vents, you know, it was yeah. a pee bag. I mean, it sucked. Yeah. And a ship bag, you would hurt. Uh, <laughs> it really sucked to be getting that suit. Um, yeah, and, you know, here, Steven Spielberg uh, cited Godzilla 
as an inspiration for his Jurassic Park movies. Did you know that? He actually said No, that. but that's good. No, he didn't. I, I, I'm not and, doubting it. And he also said it had a big role in how he um, came up with Jaws. You know, uh, this creature is deep and the fear and the big jump. And he got the idea uh, from the guy's movies. I, I thought that was pretty far out. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Well, maybe. I, I, no, there is no such creature. But a shark. Yeah. yeah. There's no uh, no such creature as guys. It's all fiction. No, no, I did the research. It really is fiction. I find out, you know, it came out like you know, a guy started building this heavy land in 50 and came up to me and started making it. Ready for me to be out of it. It wasn't around. No, 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 no. All, all those talk about the emperor. No, the emperor didn't have got his own chain in the bottom of the fucking palace or some shit anymore. The kraken. <laughs> got these other beasts from ancient legends. No. So what, King Kong wasn't really there. No, apparently not. He must have said so. Yeah. So yeah, so the original movie was this was a byproduct of. The nuclear tests and right. this, that, and everything else. It's also always to be, you know, Japan has a, a no nuclear policy since uh, the beginning of the nation. I don't know if you Other than nuclear factories, but they which, won't have a time which, which melt down and <laughs> pollute almost every square inch of the but fucking. We will not have the middle! Of the fucking <laughs> Pacific, even today. Um, but, anyways, yeah. But they will have nuclear weapons. Uh, because of uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima and Gonzalez actually reflection of that with what bad things could happen when we have around nature and hmm. atomic energy when we get any. Uh, so yeah, you know, and, uh, but you know, I'll give the... I mean, when, when nature points out the folly of men. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Blue oyster yeah. cult, yeah. baby, oh, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, but then, like, the newest movie, the newest incarnation, was trying to tie them all in together, like King Kong and Godzilla and Mothra. And it was um, that these creatures actually were the first rulers of the planet. One of the first rulers of the planet. You know, it's just through whatever. They went, went by the wayside or went underground, whatever it was. And then... All of a sudden, you know, King Kong's whole family species was on Skull Island, which was an island that was, you couldn't find it unless you had a special map, and it was lost, and it's always got a storm around it, so, you know, whatever. Well, just, it's not like the special train it would take in, uh, what was that kid's name? Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Yeah. Run into the wall. Oh. Yeah. What's the name of that fucking town there in the castle? Hogwarts. That's the thing. Hogwarts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, guys, I don't think there's a more racist movie character in the world than Godzilla. Really? Yeah. Because I know, like Alaki, who's probably the overall least racist person I know, cannot say the word Godzilla unless she does it in a Japanese accent. <laughs> yeah. 
Lucky, I mean. So, you know, whatever. They might use, like, the protector of Japan, but yeah. Trampled the shit out of the city every chance he got. Well, yeah, that's the thing is, like, he, he had this mentality where um, if there was a common foe, he took up with Japanese people and the shit out of it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, he could turn on the Japanese people in a heartbeat and teach them a lesson, you know, for their immortality. Or, uh, morality. Their morality, thank you. Uh, again, because he is incarnation, the god Shinto. You know, where there is no morality in Shinto. He's there to kick ass, destroy everything, so a rebirth of nature can happen. So. My one of my favorite gods in the movies, since you asked, was Godzilla vs. the Spawn Monster. Let's go somewhere. Spawn. Oh, yeah, this is a big, nasty creature that's made out of like smog. Smog and just garbage and trash. It was awesome. Great. Yeah. But that doesn't make it come back. Yeah, it was a great Right especially now. today, I mean, really fit today's, you know, uh, environmentalist and what this great Great Zilla. Great Zilla. First, the smog monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, not talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not like Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. We have Sasquatch stories. Oh, do we? I thought we would do some stories about local Sasquatch sightings. You know? Okay. And I I had to do some serious research uh, to find some that are very, very, very old. Uh, I know the first time I came and met your people uh, and I did a a presentation, I I had information that was dated back to the 1700s. God help me, I can't find that today. It really pissed me off. So, anyway, I found some other ones I wasn't aware of. Okay. So, here we go. Story number one. In the summer of 1869. Okay. Sasquatch was a friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. So, in the summer of 1869, a wild man was seen by over 100 residents. Vicinity of Woodhood and Troopsville, Stupid County. Yeah, uh, it made a shrieking sound as it raced through the woods and countryside. It had long, matted hair and glaring bloodshot eyeballs. Hmm. Uh, apparently, it drank a lot. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll see it in its farms, it chasing the cattle, up on the horses, or some shit. Uh, so, yeah, so. Uh, that wasn't that far from here. I looked it up on a map. Um, it's past Elmira. It's west of Elmira. Yeah, Stephen County. Yeah, so that's uh, corny. Yeah, but it's right like where it was. Oh, it's actually past oh, corny. Where oh, these really? towns are, they're uh, they're right above where the um, Allegheny Forest is invaded, okay. which is a huge Sasquatch fucking oh, area. Yeah. You know, so it's right above that. That Bradford County area is a huge Sasquatch sighting area. Um, so obviously there's a, you know, yeah. connection uh, with the, uh, the local beast there. Uh, story number two, September 29th, 1883, Maine, New York. That's Frank, right. Now. Yeah, yeah. Frank Hayes and John White were employees of the Sherwood Winery. 
They were drawing, 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 drawing bark from the Lewis Woods, which was about one and one half miles west of the hamlet of Maine, near New York Valley Road, which today is about 26 of that way. Um, suddenly, there was a commotion in the bushes around them. John was sitting on top of a load and decided to throw a stone in the bushes to fuck up the The creatures sprang into view at lightning speed, all the while, all the while uttering demonical shrieks. Okay. The men were badly frightened. The beast was about four and a half feet tall. Four and a half feet tall? Four and a half feet tall. Covered in hair and extremely well built. So this may have been a midget. That didn't be why. I think it was probably a child. You know, a, a little minor size one. Um, true story, apparently. Uh, it was in the newspapers back then. Uh, a few weeks earlier, in August of 1883, a group of berry pickers became frightened by loud shrieks coming from the woods. The terrible shrieks were heard during the daytime and more intensely at night. Another resident, Jennings, also saw the creature and gave the same description as the ABC light. Hmm. So we know, and that's not the only stories out in Maine. I, I found other ones where uh, a guy was you know, out with his dog, or left early at night, and his dog, you know, started to bark. The guy, in your, if, you, if you've been out in Maine, it's not a big area. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is actually close by. Yeah, so if you have a house out there, more likely you don't have any neighbors, unless you're inside the town itself. If your neighbor, you do have neighbors, they're, you know, up the road a bit. Right. You know, there's a space, you have a little bit of land. Anyway, so this guy's out with his dog. Uh, dog starts foaming at the mouth, freaking out. Uh, the guy sees a new black shadow off, you know, the edge of the property. The dog kisses itself, runs in the house, he's forming out there by himself. Dog, yeah. dog. And it happened about 10 years ago. So, that guy was pretty frightened about. Um, but, you know, that's one of the, the more recent stories. Um, I know a gentleman who now lives in Florida who uh, lived out uh, between Maine and, uh, yeah, went all the way. Mm -hmm. All right, so he was right snack between the two on that main route there. And uh, he had told me a story that was a, it was a period about a week where late at night you would hear these incredible screams because it was all over the field where it wasn't all the woods over the field. These screams coming at the edge of the field, the far end, you know, where the wood line was. And, you know, just, just blood curling scream every night, you know, mm -hmm. you're at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes at 11, by, you know, 6 in the morning it was done. Uh, this would go on different times at night. You know, he went out with the shotgun a couple of times and had a spotlight and couldn't see anything. Uh, true story though, you know, the guy was very, well, didn't say it was Bigfoot, but he said whatever it was, he could shit out of him and his family. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, let's see here. Ah, other reports. We have them in uh, Harpersville uh, and Cemetery Hill in Captain, which is in Shenango County. Uh, now, I was trying to figure out where the cemetery hill was, and I found today it's located in Melanie Real State Forest, which I did not know if it was a hot there for people. So I know where I'm going this Friday night. Uh, I'm going to take a trip out there. So, uh, so 
I didn't realize Margaritaville was so close. Yeah, it's, 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 east. Yeah, it's east of us. It's, um, it's really not that far. Is it in New York State? Yeah. There's no, a Margaritaville in New York State. Yeah, dude, it's like east of us. It's like, all right, you've got deposit. It's a little past deposit. That makes sense. So. Yeah, it's right out there. You know, But it's all around state forts, uh, which makes sense. You know, it's a lot of very forty forty area. Straight shit off past so anyway, in July 26, 1895, in Margaritaville, Peter Thomas was driving a team of horses on a long road with a wild pine man-like creature that had long hairy arms and was shrieking, grabbed one of the horses, twisted his neck, and dragged him in the darkness. So went up, and came out of the woods, guys at night, dragging, doing his horse shit, you know, whacking up, creature comes out, Creeping, grabbed the horse by the neck, snapped it, ripped it off the reins, and dragged it off in the woods. <clears throat> According to the witness, the creature was at least seven feet tall and covered in hair. The next day, John Cook said he, another resident, said he shot a ferocious man-like being. It grabbed him and threw him to the ground. It was seven feet tall and covered in hair and had teeth that came from the mouth that were like fangs. He shot. He shot. Didn't kill him. Nope. He, he got pissed off and threw him around. Didn't kill him though. Ran off that he shot. Um, these are just a few stories. Okay. Exactly. The, the news media was filled with this shit, you know, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. You know, could have been fake news. I don't see it wasn't around yet, but uh, okay, in the 1970s, uh, in the town of Kinderbrook, New York, which is outside of Albany, by the way, there were so many encounters with the creature in the town, uh, it was dubbed the Kinderbrook Creature. Bruce Hollenbeck and Russell Zimbersky, not the same doctor did my eyes, but, <laughs> in November 1980, were walking on Desolate Road near Cushing's Hill. And I can't find out where Christian Hill was like, look, I, it, it didn't come up on the map. So yeah, it must be a local thing. Yeah. When they were startled by noises coming from both sides of the road, five huge hairy creatures with cone-shaped heads and no necks suddenly came onto the road. The man ran in the opposite direction as fast as they could. At the same time, a woman just down the road saw a huge hairy creature that walked on two legs and removed food from the trash cans next to her garage. The creature scared her dog so bad it ran in circles and wet itself. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on a chilly moonlight morning in August 1998, two men were driving on North Bush Road near Karuga Lake in Fulton County at about 2 a.m. Now this this particular lake is about right now. This is uh, maybe 60 miles from. Can't think of the name of the town right now. Starts with Halstead or not Halstead. Halstead? No. No, it's a big, big foot thing in New York State. The one where the sheriff saw it on the ship. 
Yeah, thank you, Whitehall. Yeah, so it's like six miles from Whitehall. We're me and Heather went on. We're on the other right, side okay. from Whitehall. We did our research up there. So this thing is, we were actually closer to the Whitehall, so I would say 40 miles from where we were. Anyway, so uh, uh, they were on the, uh, it was about 2 a.m. They pulled their trucks, uh, their truck to the roadside to urinate. Chris, returned to the vehicle before his companion, and when he flicked on the high beams, he saw a huge figure standing only 20 feet away. It was seven to eight feet tall, part human, part animal, and had a flat face and arms that swung in an exaggerated gait or motion. Chris said it was covered in long brown hair. It stood perfectly still for a minute and then grunted at us. Then it turned and walked away. It nibbled like a man. It kind of swaggered back and forth, like it plunged each leg forward and walked. That was kind of yeah. Oh, is it the uh, yeah. chocolate? Oh, it's close enough. I think it is. Here's Five o'clock somewhere. That's right. Here's swimming with. Chicken margarita. Yeah. Patient Oh. Which one was that? Oh, that's good. Tennessee honey. I like that. Yeah. So that was Tennessee honey, everyone? You know, and I, I got thinking about all the beautiful stuff. I haven't told my story in a long time. Is this the one where you're out with Heather and the kids and yeah. screams? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I figured we'd have a fresher. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. Um, there is a YouTube video done by Denny. Danny. 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 Uh, what's his name? Oh, Denny? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. actually interviewed once. We were out doing a big thing. Oh, yeah? It's on YouTube. Actually, okay. I, I was able to speak without slurring any of my words once. Wow. You know how I swear. I, I can't help it. I have a speech impediment. It just happens. I'll have to look and I'm not drunk, just put drunk. it up on the page. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, <laughs> this is what happened. So I knew I wasn't getting any younger, and I always wanted to do research in the Bigfoot. I always wanted to do well be that guy. When I was a little kid, I used to get all the books I could find from our school library about Sasquatch. And back in the day, there was a ton of them. Oh, yeah. You know, they were really, you, it, it, I mean, look, you know, Dewey Decimal System and shit, it, it was filled with Bigfoot. Oh, no, shit. It's, it's, Bigfoot was a big thing back in the day. Yeah. So I would bring these books home, and I was still learning how to read, and they were, yeah, they were hard to read for a kid who was, you know, six, seven years old. So my father got me to read. And that was my greatest joy. My father did not believe in this at all. He was a great, he was an extremely intelligent man. Big leagues that I did. But he, was, he grew up very salt in the earth. And uh, he had been, he, you know, this is the kind of guy, his first gun, yeah. when he was eight years old, he gets his first gun. You know, it was impressive. I mean, it was a different culture, it was a different time. And he would spend his entire after school, before school, in summer, entire day would be in the woods with his friends. And they'd be hunting rattlesnakes and shit like that and shooting stuff. This is what they did. And he never saw anything in the woods that he couldn't identify. He never saw anything in the sky he couldn't identify. Um, so he was very grounded in comparison to me, you know. Right. Um, and that's why he didn't believe in Bigfoot, he never saw any evidence whatsoever. He hunted everything, bear, you name it, he hunted it, never saw any evidence. So we would have these little arguments, child versus man. <laughs> child knew nothing, man knew everything. Right. You know? and that, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, 
so he would read to me. You were the fuck. You did a lot yeah, of research. Yeah, so it, yeah. And he found him interesting, but he, you know, he just, eh, just yeah, kind of, yeah. without seeing it himself, just right. kind of brings himself I get that. Say, I get that. You know. Yeah. And this is the kind of guy, I mean, I remember, this is a true story. We're going out to my Uncle Bill's, and Uncle Bill lived in a swamp, like around a swamp, right, in the middle of PA somewhere. Fuck, I couldn't find a day if I wanted. Bill's been dead for years, but. You want to talk about a place to go look for Bigfoot? This was it. You know, I'm serious. I mean, like, there were, I guess there were sightings, and I don't know any details, but there was dead. But there were sightings. And if you saw where Bill lived, in the house, in the dirt road, you would tell me, like, holy shit, this is the place you want. You know, this this, this is camp right here. This is the right. place, you know. Sucks he's dead. So, anyway, I remember we were driving up the bills in a dirt road next to a swamp. My all of me is big, full-size brown. So it's like 1979, 1980. I'm okay. talking about a brand new. And my father slams on a brake. And my older brothers, I was sitting in the back seat. One was up front, one was one of the other part of the back. And he goes, boys, stay here. We'll watch out the window. You're going to see something you've never seen before. So I'm like, thank you, you know? <laughs> So I got my face plastered on the window. And my other, my other brothers, they're bigger than me, trying to push me out of the way so you can look out. And my father, there's this big tree, and he's going around this tree, he's going around the tree, and bam, he grabs something. He catches this, this, I don't know, must grab, what the fuck, well, I don't know what it is today. My brothers remember, or my brother was still alive. He grabbed it with bare hands, and he took it off the tree. You know, and he's like, look at this, yeah, you're going to see that they brought it up close to us, and must grab. I don't know what the fuck it was, I, I couldn't tell you, but he was so fast, and he knew how the creature Mm-hmm. A normal human being couldn't do what my father did without training. You know what I'm saying? Right, he was that. Right. He could track animals. He you know, right. He knew how to do shit like that. And I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. You know, and I never got any of those skills. So anyway, that was just really cool. So anyway, uh, getting back to the story. So I said one day I was going to really do research in the field. And I said, I'm not getting any younger. I was probably 40 years old at this point, many years ago. And, uh... I was like, won't you take the boys camping? Right. And I'm like, hey, you know, hey, this would be great. We could do it. You know, like a big foot on these kids. You can get them excited yeah. about camping yeah. and da da da. So I, uh, I get there's a, an area which uh, I, I may have took you into. Like, no, I took Steve and Will into it. But it's a wildlife management area. Yeah. Uh, it's off limits. You have to have a special limit to camp there. I think you showed it to me. I yeah. So I, uh, we, were, we were camped on the mountain next to me and you. Okay, we were not over. But I filled out all the paperwork and I got permission to get in there. No, wait, I did. This time I did it. All right, wait, back up. No, no, that was the second time I did it. So, no permission. So <laughs> we go in. We go in. And to get where we got, right, Steve and Will would know. I mean, this is treacherous roads to get where we had to go, right? You need four wheel drive, especially yeah. in the rainy season. It's May, you know. Yeah. It's early May, actually. Early May. And the roads, are, there's no road. There's a street. They're going to the street before we're driving to get there. We're rock solid in the middle of nowhere. There's no one miles. If anything happens, you're effed. Yeah. Nothing's gonna, no one's going to help you. So I, I have a shotgun and all this shit because I know there's bears out there. I know that for a fact. I found the prince going there before. So we set up camp inside this, uh, what was left of a house or something, just a, a base. Mm-hmm. The farmer's field at one time, some shit back in the day, 1800s, 1700s. So we set up camp there, and there's a sign where I parked my truck up on the tree, and it says, No camping without a permit. So I'm like, Huh, what are the odds? 
What are the ads? Yeah, I'm gonna take that sign down. So I get up on top of their truck, I rip the sign down, and do the movie, right? No, I ain't joking. So, we're out, we're out gathering the woods, I take the kids with me, Heather's back at the camp, I've got the shotgun, and uh, the dog sees are hurt. So, me and the kids are getting the woods, we're coming back, and we're walking up this fucking stream of a road, and actually it's a nice day now, this, yeah, this is the second day we're in it, and uh, it's nice, and here comes, what'd you know it? Fucking Forest Ranger. Ranger Rick. <laughs> Ranger Rick. Four-wheel drive vehicle, I'm like, you got it, Fucking kidding me. What are the odds, right? <coughs> what are the odds? And they come by and, and obviously try to talk to Heather. That could work. So. <laughs> but it's fun to watch for an hour or two. Yeah, yeah. So they come down and they're like, you, uh, you got the camp up there? I go, yep. And uh, you got a permit to camp here? Uh, no, I, I didn't realize I needed one. All right, well, we'll meet you back at the camp. Like, uh, fuck them. Right? So we get back to the camp. And uh, there's three of them, three rangers get out of the truck. Oh yeah, this, Female. Is, this is big news. This, yeah, is yeah. Big, this is a big crime. Yeah, so three of them. And uh, they're all very nice people. They're yeah. professional. And one guy's looking at the tree and he goes, I can swear I put a sign there. <laughs> he goes, was there a sign there? And I'm like, no. And I'm looking at Keegan, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Dad, you used it in the Frisbee. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I, I didn't take a sign. There was no sign when I got there. So I uh, guess, all right, all right. So you didn't know you needed permit. I go, no, I, I had no idea. You know, um, I in fact I really didn't know until I got there. I saw the sign, yeah. right. and I wasn't going to turn around at that point. We planned this for the weekend. We're camping. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, like, all right, well, all right. So they took down my license information, my license plate, and like, I mean, we'll take you. We'll just give you a warning. How many days you stay? And we went through all that. They're really nice people, and they're like, what's the shotgun for? And I go, well, I know this barrier, and I ain't gonna eat. Ranger goes, okay, totally get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, you know, he knew I wasn't, you know, right. coaching or any shit like that. And then uh, I go, can I ask you guys a question? And they go, yeah. And I go, well, I gotta tell you, I think the kids up here at a camp, the Ross and the little, I know, it'll sound a little weird. I go, a little Bigfoot. You know, I heard there's a lot of stories up here. The one guy goes, he looked at me and he didn't, they didn't laugh. And I thought that was really fascinating. I, I expected you to chuckle. Like, oh, Bigfoot, you know what I'm saying? In front of Forest mm-hmm. Rangers. This is their, that whole area is theirs. Yeah. You know, and he looked at me and he goes, yep, we've heard reports. And he shut up. He didn't, he didn't laugh. They didn't look at each other with that funny look. You know, you would expect mm-hmm. nothing. So they know. They know. They know. Oh, yeah. I knew it right then. I'm like, holy oh, shit. I mean, that was like a cool thing to kind of see that. The interplay, you know when people are like, yep, you know, and just let it go. Yeah. They can't, because of the jobs, they can't. The official, I don't know if you know, but the official New York State um, thing on Bigfoot, you know, a policy or statement is, from the head guy for the Ford Rangers, by the way, is there's no such thing. You know, so right. these people can't say shit. Right. They, they, one hairy bastard, you know, sit on the top of their truck, they're, they're going to say nothing. They're not going to lose their job. they got pensions coming. Right. You know, so... Right. Really cool guys and female. They're all hacking guns too. They, 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 you can go fuck around. So they uh, let us stay. They went away. So that night, uh, me and Heather go to the fire. Uh, the kids go to bed about eight. So it's me, Heather, and one dog, Moonshine, which you know, and she was a puppy at the time. She's not that big. She's not like, you know, maybe right. two years old. And we're sitting around a fire, right? And the dog starts foaming at the mouth. What the fuck's her problem, right? And Heather is sitting on the other side of the fire. 
So the dog was running between the two of us. And I start hearing this. Whoop! And I'm like, it's an owl, right? But I hear one far away. Whoop! And then another one over here. Whoop! And then like, the ants in each other. And I've never heard an owl like that before. Not this particular, not, right. not this hooting. It's, it's not the normal owl sound. I'm like, well, that's really effed up. Because there's like 10 of these things going off right now. I've never heard this before. And uh, so that was interesting. And there could be an owl species there I'm unaware of. Yes, true. Possible. Uh, but it was like a hoot. It was a hoot. It's hard to think. It just wasn't any animal I could right. identify right. right off. So Heather gets freaked out by the dog so much. She comes over and puts her chair on the side because I have a gun anyway. And next to me, and she goes, you know, I ain't dying. <laughs> I ain't getting dragged by my hair through the woods. And, you know, you're too slow to take a shot. <laughs> I'd get her point, you know? Yeah. So, the, how it, that, the hooting stuff went on for maybe 30 minutes and it stopped. Maybe 40 minutes. It's been a long time. And it stopped. And there was nothing else the rest of the night. The dog was still very anxious. So very, like, freaked out. And it kept staring at, like, the same area. And uh, finally, you know, it was about 11, 11 30 at night. And I said, you know, let's just go to bed. And we hadn't been drinking or nothing. You know, we don't, I don't ever do that really when I... Uh, I do a real investigation, I try to drink, because I like to stay awake, but I was dead tired. Dirt. You know, so we go to bed, and it's a normal night until about, I'd say, 2, 2, 30 in the morning. I hear scream of all effing screams, like this shriek, this, this howl shriek scream mixture, and it's ricocheting off the goddamn mountains, like it is so loud. And I'm like, I woke up out of my tent, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know? It's like, the, and, and, I, and then I hear the coyotes going off, right? Answering this thing, and this thing going down, it's just massive sound. And I am scared shitless. I mean, like, dude, I am scared. And I, I'm not afraid of that. I'm scared out of my fucking mind. And I'm thinking, what the fuck can make that noise in the woods at night? You know, and I'm like, freaking and i've got a fully loaded shotgun next to me and i'm literally shitting my pants i'm thinking okay i'm gonna grab the kids we're gonna leave everything here and i'm talking hundreds of dollars with the equipment yeah. and i'm gonna throw everybody in the truck and i'm gonna try to try the fuck out of here like a madman i mean that was my first instinct right yeah and i started to think i'm gonna get my keys and you know so this is what i'm gonna do and then suddenly like the rational part of me kicked in and I'm like okay Trying to drive out of here in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night is a real bad fucking idea. Especially with your adrenaline flow and you're gonna smash into a tree sure. and kill everybody. Or go over the banker or some shit, you know. So the better part of me, you know, took over. Yeah. But I took my shotgun, <laughs> I went out to where the fire was, I started the fire back up to a blazing roar. Nice. And I sat in my chair with that shotgun and you know, right this, you know, and I wait. And I can still hear this thing going off. And it you know, I, I don't remember how long it was after the back in the video until it was closer to the day that I reacted. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think it went on longer an hour. Uh, Still, actually. Yeah. But uh, when they uh, when they woke up in the morning, uh, I finally fell asleep. But I didn't go back in the tent. Right. It was about 6, 3, 7 when I got up. And she finally sitting in the chair at the shotgun and she asked what happened. I told her. And uh, she was like, we're going home today. And uh, yeah. I fell asleep in the chair. And I, I started smoking a cigar, so I like, I have a cigar hanging half in my mouth, and I shot it across my fucking, and I, I, I had a shot of Jack Daniels, you know, waiting until the sunlight, when the sunlight yeah. came, I finally did my shot. 
Uh, we only slept for a few hours, but we uh, we packed in that day. No that? We're, we're going to fuck home. We camped there a few more times. Nothing ever happened. Uh, hoping for a repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll call them experience and reporters and anything. Nothing happened. Uh, but that 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 sound. I remember I went home. I we got home and I researched online. I wanted to find the sound I heard. You know, what animal makes a sound? Mm-hmm. I went videos and YouTube channels and, you know, sound clips and audio this and audio that. Mountain lions, you name it, I went to it. Nothing. So I went to the Oregon Bigfoot sites, like OregonBigfoot.com or some shit. And there was a link there and it was recording some some old Sasquatches from over the years. Mm-hmm. Some going back to the 70s. And I rolled on the clips and like, well, that's close. That one's really close. And then it was like, I was either the, the one that the last clip or the second of the last, which is a recording on our show, by the way. Right. This sound on our show is exactly what I heard. It, 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 to a T, exactly what I heard is what you hear on this Moon show at the end of the show. That sound, that's great. And it doesn't seem like that much, but when you're there and it's ricocheting through the mountains, oh, yeah. and you cannot identify it, it scares the fuck out of you. you put yourself in the middle of nowhere and to hear that sound. It, it's a primal fear. It, it's hard to explain to people, but I've, I've seen it. I've heard it from other people who've heard the sound and seen the creature. You know, uh, the sheriffs. They, remember mm-hmm. the sheriff? You know, yep. the, you know, the, the hall, the white hall. Yep. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he was talking about it. It's that, it's that primal fear. And that's what it is. It's just this. It, you can't. You can't. It, it's almost paralyzing. It almost. You're so scared. You almost get paralyzed. It's, I hate saying it because I'm not a big person in the security easy, but I'll tell you what, I was scared out of the motherfucking wits. I'll never forget that day the rest of, the, the rest of my life. I bet. See, that, that's those moments. Yeah. Those moments that you become a believer. Yeah, that that was that moment. You like, know what I'm saying? You didn't see anything, but... The sound. The sound yeah, yeah. I, you know, and it was like, at that moment in time, I wouldn't want to see what made that noise. <laughs> you know, I was so scared, I didn't want to see it. No. You know? Nope. <laughs> no, I hear you. That's that moment. Yeah, it's that that moment, that believable moment. And that scream, and, and I keep saying you're ricocheting. You could feel it in your chest. I mean, you could actually feel. I can't explain it to people. It's so hard because the creature had to be at least a mile away. Regardless, it was still so fucking powerful. I mean, the size of this thing to make that kind of noise in that kind of a distance. This thing had to be monstrous huge. You know, barrel chest, eight feet tall at least. You know, in your mind, you're imagining this thing's got to be fucking gigantic. Yeah. You know? Interesting story about this area that I was at. The reason I picked this area is because there was Sasquatch sightings in this area before. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a woman who I got to meet at one time. Uh, she was actually in the, the film. Uh, Bigfoot still searching, or Bigfoot Hunter still searching, whatever the things that one was talking about. And uh, she uh, she had seen a, a, a juvenile there, and actually she actually got a print, and she posted a print of it. Uh, one of the clearest prints I've ever seen of a satellite brother. Uh, but she was hunting with her husband, or her boyfriend at the time, and uh, they were down in a ravine, I know which ravine they were in, and she heard something you know, behind her, so she turned around with her gun, and there was a juvenile Sasquatch on the side of the ravine. And just looked at her. And she went to, you know, tap, she turned away from it to tap her boyfriend. 
And she looked back, and the thing had already, you see, it was bolted and it was gone. By the time you turned around, it was already gone. There was nothing there. Um, that was one of the stories. The second story was there's a gentleman there uh, with his buddy, and they used to do uh, backpacking in the area, camping backpacking. And uh, they were coming out. It was uh, in the morning, in early, 7 o'clock a.m. or some shit. And uh, he's come through the woods, and I took Steve and Will to this particular sighting spot. And this creature, he didn't see the face, but he saw the backside of his head. And it was two of them. And they came under, and they came under this, this branch, and the creature actually had to move the branch out of the way of a tree. And they moved, and they kept walking, and he's standing there, and his bite wasn't up to where he was yet. So his bite just saw the very end of the creature falling through the woods. But he saw you know, more yeah. of it. And he just, he just remembers they dropped everything, all their camping equipment, all their shit <laughs> they had, and they fucking took off the other way. They got the fuck out. He's a big suspect right now. He goes and investigates your own planet. But they dropped everything, left all their shit, you know, ran as fast as they fucking went back to where they parked and got the hell out of there. So, but they went back and they measured where the tree was, where the creature had to bend under and move the tree out of the way, the branch out of the way. It was 8.5 feet off the ground. So this thing had to be at least nine feet tall, if not tall, nine and a half, ten feet big. Think about how big and massive. Can you imagine? You're 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 not a tall guy, but you're a big brawny guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you see a creature that's nine feet tall in the woods. You know, that weighs what twelve hundred pounds. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. can you imagine what's going through your head when you see shit like that? You know, I don't know about you, but I'd be pissing my pants. They'd be pissed everywhere. I mean, the creature would turn around and goes, ha ha, that little fucker's pissing his pants. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> oh, shit. You know? Yeah, oh, no, I get you. I get you. Because another night we were out there. We were out in the woods, and it's like, you're knocking on a tree, trying to get a response and shit. And then, <laughs> You're like, hey, is this such uh, a good idea? <laughs> I'm the fucking bait, because I ain't running. I ain't going to be able to run. <laughs> yeah, well, where can I go? Your truck was stuck. Oh, no, no, he's, eat, he's eating my ass. You got time to get away at least. You can at least hide under the truck. If he moves the truck, at least it won't be stuck. You can leave. Right. Me, I'm I'm bait. I'm I'm opening fire with whatever I got available. The night I poked my eye out with Steve and Will, we're in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. And something did happen there, and they were out cold. But I couldn't sleep. I had a hard time sleeping. And I kept him shot trying to get him to sleep. Oh, right. I was killing him. Oh, yeah. I had to go to the emergency and all that shit. And, um, but I heard whistle. There was, and it was late. It was like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. But there was a whistle here and then a whistle over there. And it was whistling going back and forth. And I remember going, what animals could whistle? I'm sitting there. I'm half drunk. I was half drunk at this point. But I was in a world of fucking pain, too. But I heard whistling. And I know it was a Stephen Will. And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, what animals can whistle? There's none. There's humans. That's it. Yeah. As far as I know, it's only animals can fucking birds. Not like not a whistle. Like a whistle, whistle. Oh, whistle, whistle. Like you know, you know that kind of whistle. Um, so that was, and that was on the other mountain. So it's in the same area. Right. You know, we're, we're talking within two miles of each other. Um, so I found that quite fascinating. So I know it was. If I think of what it was, there's more than one, obviously. You know, I think it goes into the whole you know, the group structure of these things. Uh, I've read report after report after report after report of single male Sasquatches being mm-hmm. okay. 
uh, mostly or either early in the morning or evening hours, meaning dusk. No. Uh, these, to me, uh, because of the time of the day that most of these things happen, these are probably a nocturnal creature. That's what I believe. Yeah. Uh, they're stealthy. Uh, they're going to take a sleep on the ranch. I think there's a possibility to sleep in trees up top, not on the ground. Uh, it's like a, you know, watching mechanism, incredible yeah. uh, hearing, like a dog, perhaps. And again, these are guesses. These are all guesses, folks. I don't know any, you know, no one knows. No one's an expert in this field. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on the expert shit, right? Um, but there has been reports I've seen where a female can see uh, the passive films. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about the passive films, yeah. female. Yeah, definitely female. Uh, but I've, you know, uh, I can't give names. There's a famous video on YouTube, and it's Sasquatch female with baby. And you see it come behind me a rock, it's got the baby in its arms. Okay. I actually, and I didn't make this, I know, physically know, very well for many years, face to face, not like over email or phone, face to face, physical comfort, you know, uh, in an environment I can't talk about, took that fucking video. And I can't give names. But you're vouching for its authenticity. I have been vouching 100% for its authenticity. That is a real video. Go to YouTube, look up the Sasquatch with Baby, see the video, that video is 100% real. Um, I know the gentleman took it, um, and uh, he never, he never moved to Bigfoot. Ah, I, I get it. I'm gonna give some details. I don't think we were research enough to figure out who it is anyway. Um, this gentleman is a was at one time a world-renowned grizzly bear hunter and helper. Uh, at one time, uh, held this had. I can I can be very careful with you because I don't want to give identities out. Um, you give your word to people to keep it. Right. He uh, he had a hand. He had a hand at one time in holding a little record for the largest person there. Shot. Bingo. There we go. He's got that out there. He had a hand. I'll leave it at that. So um, he knows what a bear is. Right. And uh, it, his first his sighting that got him into this whole Sasquatch thing was. Uh, him and his wife uh, were doing something uh, in relation to what I needed done somewhere. And they were coming back from that. And uh, it was late at night. They were getting stopped somewhere for food and getting off the main highway, which is a country, country road highway. Mm -hmm. Coming off the, on the ramp, coming up the ramp. And uh, he's going slow, it's been snowing, you know, terrible weather. And he's got his high beams on. And all of a sudden, there's this creature in the road, crossing the road. And Stops the truck, he sees it full of his high beams, and the creature actually put up his hand from his face, Black he turns his face away from the light, and you see the, the palm of the hand, and you can see that it had no hair on the palm, the back of the hands, the rest of the body was covered, and you can see the ear, the ear had some hair, but not, not totally covered with hair, he said. And it goes, jump, it was the Biggest thing I ever saw. You could take Arnold Schwarzenegger and he would look tiny compared to this thing. Andre and China looked tiny compared to this thing. This thing had to be at least nine feet tall. And the shoulders, he goes, just massively big. 
you could, and he goes, when it started, it was an abatement. When you crossed the road, it was an abatement, mm -hmm. and just kind of almost straight up. It was almost straight out, and the human being couldn't walk up this. And they started going up, and you see the muscles on his back rippling, you know, the light as it was going up and trying to properly a little better look at it. And the whites sitting right there with it, too. You know, and neither one of them ever believed in Bigfoot. Because he'd been out in the woods his whole life, he's out on horseshit, you know, people can see it. Right. You know. And he did, his jaws hit the ground, and he's looking at the creature, and he's going, are you, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? And she's like, and she could, couldn't speak. Because she can't, her mind can't continue. Compresses it. Yeah, can't yeah. process what they're seeing. You know, uh, so anyway, that got him into research himself. He made connections. He was in an area that's uh, well known, documented in Bigfoot. And uh, anyway, he got to do it. So, let's look at Is that on YouTube? Yeah, it's definitely. Um, yeah, truly. Um, just amazing shit. Uh, what was I going on? Uh, oh, family structure. So, family structure. Yeah, females and you know, babies. That is reported quite often, more than you actually realize. Hunter sitting in a tree, uh, true story right now. And this is in Virginia. Uh, you sit up there, in the normal spot, you've been there for years, everything crazy has ever happened. It's early in the morning, you know, it's like 6 a.m., the sun's just coming up, and you set this five drinks, fucking deer. Pure the deer come fucking flying through the woods, trampling on his fucking woods. What the fuck? He's sitting there, what the fuck's going on? Next thing you know, here comes a, a gigantic creature bashing through the woods. Bam! It comes through the woods and stops like 100 feet away from him and sniffed in the air. He is, and he's looking at this and he's like, what the fuck is that? You know, he's up in this tree and the, the, the thing at the head is its next. So it's like, he's eight tall. It's, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not that. The guy didn't even reach up and grab him and walked over the tree, you know. And then there, a female comes out and it has a youngin' with it. It's not a baby, but it's a youngin', it's a small one that yeah. comes out. And so, there's a good example of the family in and they both start sniffing a tree, and then they, like at the same time, they all look up and they see him. And he's sitting there, and this poor guy, he's shitting his pants. He can't, he's so scared. He has a fully loaded rifle in his hand. He cannot bring that gun around to protect himself. He said, he said this, he said, if they would have grabbed me off that tree, they would have killed me instantly because I was, I was immobilized by fear. Yeah, I, get, I, understand I, that get that. I get that. Yeah. So anyway, they took off, they left him alone. Uh, but that's just one of many stories, you know, of a family unit. Um, there was a story uh, that I read not that long ago. Uh, this gentleman, this is probably back in the 1960s or 50s. No, it's the 40s, early 40s. Okay. I think it was after the 40s, so it's late 40s. So anyway, he's out in the woods. And this is in the uh, Michigan area. And... Uh, Something happens where he he's hunting and he slips on a rock and he falls down and smashes his head and knocks himself out. Right, so he's out for a few hours. Wakes up and he's dizzy and he's got blood coming down his face and he sees his big hairy thing looking down there. You know, he's looking, he doesn't know what the hell it is and he blacks out again. And he just remembers that he's being dragged by his feet through the woods and his head is bouncing. More pain, right? So, he doesn't know how many hours go by, but he wakes up, and he's in a cave. And there's a fire way off in the cave somewhere. But he's in the, in the darker corner. There's a little light where the fire reached him. And he's, he's, he's bloody, but he's bad, there's some kind of bandaging system on him. And uh, what he considers to be a female come over and checks his wound. She's very gentle with him, and she's gigantic, by the way. You know, she's at least seven feet tall. Right? And huge breasts. 
because you're covered here. They smell horrible. But uh, so she's doing something. She's rubbing more shit and he blacks out again. A couple days go by. He's apparently thinks a couple days. He wakes up and they're feeding him this, this moss and shit. He eats it. He retches it up the first time. The second time he keeps it down. Um, first, basically, these creatures nursed him back to health. And when it was time for him to, to go, you know, to be on his own again, if you will, uh, released back to the wild, uh, they motion him to follow him. And, you know, the big male. And he's not afraid of him at this point because they took care of him. He's, right, not, right. he's not friends with him. They're not hanging out with him. They're not yeah. arguing. They're not doing shots. But he notices they don't have to make fire. He notices that they have some kind of family unit or structure, community structure. And they take him back to the spot where he, you know, he had mm-hmm. his father. And his gun was still there. So he up his gun. And, you know, they kind of blend back off in the woods. He turns around and waves. Way back at him, kind of the same thing, mimicking what he did. And he goes back, and he said he never went back to the spot until he was about 65 years old. He went back. Uh, the cave was actually on the side of a ravine. It had been filled in over the years of rain, water, whatever, so it was all filled in, so it wasn't there anymore. And, uh, but uh, he said he could swear when he was leaving, he thought he heard you know, the cave shrieks, you know, when he was walking back. Yeah. You know, he never gave his location, he refuses because he doesn't want these things to be bothered. Uh, he's pretty sure they're still in the vicinity, if not that same area, but probably to it. Um, and I, I thought that was a very fascinating story, you know, to see and hear and read uh, encounters with that kind of thing. That's, there's many stories out there of uh, these creatures, you know, helping people in the nature, uh, not necessarily eating them like we like to hear today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, do you have those stories about children? in the woods like we've talked about so many times yeah, and yeah. adults you know um i don't know what that's all about you know i really know could be you know i i think if you look at reports out west compared to reports in the east coast i think the sasquatch out west is a much larger version mm-hmm. they always seem to be more bigger, aggressive more they're bigger mm-hmm. 10 11 12 feet tall um and they're more aggressive Indians, lots of legends out that way uh, in Canada too, Northern Canada, Northwest Canada. Uh, these things you don't even fuck with. You know, they're the kings of the, the forest, if you will. Uh, you leave all you give them a wide berth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have a great story. Of this guy was, uh, this is in, uh, yeah, he's in action. And uh, he's going fishing with his buddies. And they go to the same spot all the time and they go fishing. So they, they went one evening. It was a night mm-hmm. And uh, they got there about 6 30. It was dark there. Come down. And they're all walking this trail. It's about a mile hike in there to go fishing. Right. And they're walking and you know, he's like, shit, I forgot the certain tackle thing he wanted. He's like, I'm going to go back. You know, they're halfway back. I'm going to go back. All right, we'll meet up you So they go down. This guy starts heading back to the car. And he's, you know, around. He says, since the hair is standing up on his neck, and he doesn't understand why, he smelled something. It's fucking horrible. He couldn't figure out what it was. It's a horrible smell. And he just feels like something was watching him. And he comes around the bin on this trail. And there's this creature. He goes, it was 12 feet tall, filled with hair. Just standing there, and it was 
massively huge, he goes. And he's literally from me to you. So he comes like, it was like a tight bin covered, mm -hmm. right there. And there's another one right over here. There's two of these things, right? And he looks at it, the creature just stares at him. This massive creature. And this guy said, you know, I immediately started kissing my pants and I looked down. He goes, I looked, he looked down because he wanted to get submission. He said that thing could have reached out any minute and snapped his neck like that. There would be nothing he could do about it. Could just reach it. The thing was massive. He goes, the arms. You know, the mm -hmm. forearm was bigger than the guy's head. He said, he was, his forearm alone was bigger than my head. This is how massive this creature was. This one was 12 feet, goes at least 12 feet tall. It was huge. And the creatures looked at him. They didn't make any aggression. One, one looked the other. He goes, you remember out of front, you looked at it out of front eye, and it was kind of swaying back and forth. Like I wasn't sure what to do. And eventually, he heard a whistle. You know, and then the big one put its fingers in his mouth. This is where I whistled. And whistled back. So there was another, there was at least three of them at this point. And then another whistle comes from over here. So now there's four of these creatures. This guy's standing there, piles of piss, right? Scared of fucking in the fucking ground going, I'm gonna die right here. This thing's gonna pick me up and smash my head against that tree. The creatures blended the forest, right? He stunned, he stood there for 10 minutes more minutes. So he had enough nerve to move past where they were. He gets back to the car. He opens the door. He climbs under the back seat and lays down and shuts the door. He's in shock. Mm -hmm. He goes into complete shock. His friends come back, they, they, they come back like midnight. They find him in the car and they're like, what, what happened? And he doesn't want to tell them. Right. Because he thinks they're gonna think they're gonna think fucking nuts, right? So he oh I you know, he told I fell asleep in the car. They're like, alright, well then he drove out of there, right? He said the minute they left, he was the happiest minute of his life. That guy, true story, has not been back in the woods since. He has given up fishing. He said, I'll never go fishing again, I'll never go in the woods again. He owned a house, he sold his fucking house because it was woods on his property. He moved in town. I mean, like, that's how bad this guy's life was destroyed. I mean, it was by the sudden, the shock that he felt was completely destroyed. He absolutely had to get away from the Am I a bad storyteller? We still need to be No, I'm very excited. It was, a, it was a long weekend. I, you know, we spent eight hours on the road for a five-hour fair. I mean, we stepped there for more than that. But. Right. No, I'm very tired. I can tell you're tired. <clears throat> no, no, like, I find it, I'm, I'm soaking it in. Better than that cracking jokes as you're saying it. Yeah. It means I'm, like, focused on what you're saying. That's good. Usually, usually I'm interjecting humorous sidekick things. Uh, no, that's very, that is, and I think, I think it is interesting. I think the fact that, you know, just like I said, we talked about, like, I know I've said that, you know, as a as a you, a you, my parents, we would always go camping, we'd play bowling lakes, state parks, like that. And I'd go out in the woods, I'd be gone for hours. Like it's, you know, no, not, not caring about it, I'd just go out exploring and to be gone. These are, these are, you know, the campsite's pretty clear, you know, but it's got trees, but then it gets it's thicker, you yeah. move, move deeper into the, to the wooded area. And yeah, it's just crazy to think about that kind of stuff going on. But never, you know, my youth. I mean, you know, the I've, 
the books and the you know the TV shows and the movies and Bigfoot and stuff. And then I think right, I got to write it with two and two together. I wasn't really a Bigfoot. I found it interesting. But I wasn't a Bigfoot enthusiast. But they gave the man a part on a major TV show. <laughs> they incorporated this thing into a six million dollar man episode. I think it was a two part episode actually. Yeah, it was. I think it was a two-part episode, actually. <laughs> and then they make the Bigfoot be biotic as well, a mechanical yeah. creature from aliens that were observing Earth or whatever. But, um, yeah, I find that interesting. I find, I find all the crypto zoology things interesting. Who played the Sasquatch? You told me once before you knew the answer to this. I knew it, too, and I forgot. You reminded me. It wasn't Andre the Giant, was it? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, I'd have, have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was under the chair. Yeah. And uh, you know, all the crypto, you know, the Loch Ness monster and the Mothman and you know, Jersey's Devil, Devil Dog and Demon Dog, whatever it is, and the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil and what? Well, that's, that's kind of the Moth with the Mothman thing. Moth. Mothra. Same difference. Same difference. Um, I find it all interesting, I, you know. And, I, and, and knowing what I know, I can't. I can't just. I don't say it's not because I believe in ghosts. So if I believe in ghosts, I gotta at least give the rest of the shit a fighting chance. To be to be real. Yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting. I just. Uh, but this is one of the things that I want to experience it, but I'm pretty sure I don't want to experience it, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. like I said, I'm just big, because I ain't running. <laughs> and if I am, I ain't running long. So either I'm going to try to defend myself, or I'm just going to be a snack watch. <laughs> be a snacks, snacks, snack watch. But, um, yeah. So, but there's, there's, there's so much going on right now, so much... So many things are into a revival, you know, with cryptids and UFOs. We talked about this last few shows, big revival in the UFO thing and more stuff coming out. We are being visited. We have been visited. They're living among us. They're, you know, well, we're, we're, I, I had talked about this um, on the old show, Let's Talk Goes, uh, when I first, my second interview, but I did an interview with Los Angeles Watch. One hour show. It was a great show, actually. And uh, Steve asked, asked a lot of good questions. Steve and Will, all of them, yeah. and, and uh, Dan asked a lot of great questions. Uh, which, you know, like, wow, I forgot how much information I had in my little head about Sad Watch. Mm-hmm. I started asking questions. Uh, and then the second show we did, uh, I think we got into UFOs. It really had me on there. And then I became part of the show when I, we did the UFOs. And uh, I said, you know, I told them, I said, you know, I, went, I outlined everything in a very logical way. And I, you know, I said, to me, it's almost like there's an awareness program that way, like a you know, softening, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, right. there's leaks all over. There's, the truth is out there. Oh, yeah. Like it says, oh, we'll find your, you know, that poster. Mm-hmm. But it really is out there. The truth has been released. It's just figuring out what parts of that truth are actually true. Because what they do is they, they pump out a shitload of propaganda at the same time. So it makes it very hard to ship to you everything. You understand? Yeah. Oh, no, so I they can't say we didn't hide it. It was been out there. It was been released. You can't say we had, you know, it's out there. 
And I think, you know, now with, you know, shit being on CNN, and Fox News, and NBC, and all these sightings, and pilots coming out, and, you know, pilots have come out before, so that's, in radar times, before, we had radar tapes before this. This is different now. Now this is like the backing in the Pentagon and shit. This is a completely different feel to it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, this is mainstream, you okay. know? So, and, you know, we're being ready, I believe, for something. That's just my well, right, and I think, like I said, I think there's a lot of things that are now becoming more in mainstream, more acceptable. With with all this stuff, shot number two, tippy cow, orange, creamsicle. This should be fairly smooth. No? I like it. Yeah, that's good. I love it. Mm. Okay. Just, 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 we had to be able to prove this, prove that to be, and to his point, I get his point that you can't, you can't duplicate an EVP on demand. You can't just say, go back to the same location a week later and say, hey, can you repeat what you told me last week? And it's going to come through the same thing. Doesn't work that way. Um, So I think a lot of this stuff is, you know, until science can prove it, we're not going to buy into it until we actually find the Bigfoot corpse or one in captivity or, you know, we're not going to buy into it. Although they, even even as current as a few years ago, they're still finding species that are being labeled as new species that we never knew about in the world. Um, not the size of a Sasquatch, but these are things that either they thought were extinct and weren't, or it's a brand new freaking species that no one knew anything about, which I get, it doesn't mean that it's been here for a long time, it could have been just a new species, but... It's kind of like that video or that, sh- that show we did about creatures in the deep. Remember in yeah. all the different videos that I know I saw. I don't yeah. know if you saw those videos, but some of that shit, like hands, you know, <laughs> they're, they're they're a mile under the water or some shit, and there's a, a wet hand come and slap something. Yeah, yeah. You can see that camera and shit. You know, these are these are oceanologist people, you know, with grants and shit like that. They're not down there fucking around making jokes. No, no, you know, no. These guys just startles anybody else. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so. oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, and they get, you know, a lot of our. A lot of our myths and legends, uh, you know, things like the unicorn and stuff. And, and to Josh's point, I mean, that's a good point, that a lot of things maybe were started because of fossils and bones that were found. Right. So a unicorn, they could have found an old norwhale. Somehow it was washed up and found it. Norwhale's got this huge spike coming out of its head. It's basically a unicorn that can swim. You know, um, there was some, 
he started talking about the uh, about the legend like Cyclops and things like that. And, uh, actually produced a couple skulls that if you were to look at the skull, there's just one big huge socket in the middle of the skull where you would think an eye would go. But in reality it's actually some kind of some kind of dwarf elephant elephant. And that hole is where the trunk goes up into a sinus. But there was no there's no flesh to know that there was an elephant and that was a trunk. So I get that. I just I just I find it crazy. I guess the crazy part for me is that we haven't come across remains. All of a sudden. Oh, that's yeah. Well, I mean, and they probably, again, I think if they're nocturnal, they're quite, quite, quite devil, quite devil. Da, 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 okay, I'm gone lightweight and can't drink tipsy cow anymore. Um, yeah, I'm sure we wouldn't. I mean, unless you weren't in, into those caves, I think that's where they take their dead. Well, um, I look at it like this. Um, been in the woods most of my life. Not my father, kind of thing. Just wish I could have more shit. Um, but uh, I can count on one hand how many times I've gone deer carcass once. And, and again, I grew up in the woods. You know, we had a house in the woods. And I can count on one hand how many times I've gone bear carcass. Zero. And I can count on one hand how many times I've gone bird skeleton. Zero. Or chipmunk or squirrel or anything like that. Because Interesting study. Go on YouTube and look at, uh, type in uh, deer carcass monitor uh, as it decomposes. Despite that in there. And you'll watch over, it's literally like a three day period or a four day period. They put a deer carcass out in the woods, put a video camera on it, see how fast it would decompose, look what happened. And the creatures immediately from the woods, all different types, squirrels, chipmunks, all the fucking little bastards, birds, all take pieces of the same. The little smaller ones take the bones and scurry off. Mm -hmm. you know, the bigger animals break up. It's gone. Within a week, that carcass is 100% destroyed and gone. There's no evidence there was a carcass ever there. And that happens with every. You're not going to walk in the woods to find a bear carcass. It never fucking happens. But why, but why do we find human carcasses weeks, months after they've been killed out, out in nature? I something. Okay. Do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. That's an interesting and, point. And if but... and if Bigfoot is a chain, a link, possible link in that chain, is it because he's more animal? Do uh, you know what I'm saying? If if I mean I, I get I get what you're saying about and you're right. Now that I think back on it, it's a rarity that you find. You I mean you might find a little bird skull or something or now, right? Things like that. But. but this is a big. This is a big creature. This is bigger than a bear. This is a bigger. Yeah, this is a man-sized right. creature, and we find, you know, police find human corpses all the time. Otherwise, we want more sewer killers. And yeah, but that, you're all. But we're also going to premises that here. Yeah, remember, the human has a certain scent. You know, the animals are well aware of what human smells like, and they stay away from. I think even with that carcass. At least that's what I would think. A Sasquatch doesn't have the same scent. It's something mm -hmm. different. You know, and on top of that, I don't think Sasquatches, um, they're highly, they're highly intelligent, they're not dummies. And what I mean by that is they have a social structure, they know how to make simple tools, 
Um, but they don't want to stay out of sight, obviously. Uh, they don't do stealth. They only work in groups. They hunt in groups. Now, I'll tell you all kinds of stories about that. Um, so I, I would assume that they have a burial practice where that there could be some kind of ritual that you know they do. You know, again, this is all conjuncture on my part. I get that, but there's obviously some kind of structure to these business species, from what I've read in, in reports I've seen. Um, so I would assume that they have kind of, you know, burial practice perhaps. You know, the no, giant pythias, giant pythias, which, um, you know, we only know exist because we found a few teeth mm -hmm. in, in, in some fucking caves in Manchuria or some shit. Right. And you used to be able to find the teeth all the time in the bones, but the, the late natives felt it was medicine. They had these gigantic teeth and they grind them down and powder it. True. Put water and mud in the shit and drink the shit with shots. So a lot of the evidence has been destroyed, but we still have a few teeth that we know there was once a giant pig that walked on two legs. It was called a giant pig. It was always screwed up last year. It went extinct like 100,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago. I never remember. It was 100,000 years ago. Anyway, um, and it was huge. You know, get up to 12, 16 feet in, in, in height. It was a gigantic, gigantic It was huge. It walked on two legs. Um, so we know at one time the environment had a creature such as a Sasquatch. Maybe today's modern Sasquatch was a little bit smarter. It's evolved. Mm -hmm. Like we've evolved from programming. We've got smarter over here. That, that the uh, Sasquatch we have today could be an offshoot of gigantic Just a thought. I am tired. Okay. So, yeah, enough time to go back. So, I got another tidbit of news, but I can't. Can't see. All right, let's say anything about it. Hush. Hush, hush. Maybe off the air. Okay. Don't be off the air. Off the air. You can't dangle a character. You dangle the character. No, no, no. I was really pissed about that, by the way. I took, yeah, the night off. I took the night off from work. Yeah, and really, I had all set up. I was going to go. I was all excited. Yeah, no. Like, fuck out of it. Anyway, talk about this. Off the air. <laughs> off the air, the video turned on. Just your night talking. But, uh, yeah, good show. Uh, Sasquatch. A lot of Sasquatch. Yeah, a lot of Sasquatch. Not a lot of Trump, a lot of Sasquatch. Yeah. Chris, where's that video as Sasquatch and Trump walking? I didn't see that one. You haven't seen that one? No. They do the they do the uh, Peterson one. Yeah. And Sasquatch walking. They got a picture of Trump walking. Huh. And they're like the same kind of stride, the same kind oh, of shit. yeah. It's oh, pretty out to look for it. But anyways, um, there's still a lot of craziness going on. Still trying to impeach him. Saw so secret. We talked about that. Uh, other than that, not much else. Uh, shit, shit, shit. Poop, poop, shit figurines. Shit figurines. Shit figurines. Yeah. stealing. Shit figurines. I gotta make a memo of that so I remember what they have. That's that's too funny. I would see the alarm would not be allowed to listen to the show. Yeah, probably. So uh until next week. I'm not sure we're gonna talk any ideas about next week what you wanna talk about? Ah, figure it out. 
Okay, because you know you prepared this for Godzilla. We didn't talk about Godzilla, but yeah, you know, it was a short. It was a short. No, I thought I was going to find more information, guys. But no, no, that's what it does. Also, I see some dragon fucking references, some shit, but there was nothing. No, they referenced into a fucking shark. Yeah. Really, Spielberg. Spielberg, you tiny bastard. Or, or are you? Anyways, hey, actually, he's he famous. I, he's guy. famous. I can say whatever I want about yeah. this guy. He's famous. I can say whatever I want. Spielberg, you yeah, kind of bastard. Gave you inspiration for Jaws. Whatever. <laughs> Moron. Anyhow. Anyways, oh, that was he horrible. Said that, he said that, not me. He said that. It's true, it was too that's much of a pussy. What oh, <laughs> oh, character? No, that was China. He wanted to yeah, whatever. She dropped more bombs. No, China was a pussy. That's another show. That post that We should do a whole show on that. Sure. Or at least a little bit of a pussy. China, Russia, Soviet Oh, I was listening to today. Someone just put a book out. Brett, Brett Barr, he's a TV. Yeah, I know. Just did a book, and he does he, he picks these odd moments in history, and does like a look at them, and just get, get beyond just what was on the surface. And his recent book is about um, some meaning. You know, it was back in World War Two, forty three. Where the U.S. president, who was Roosevelt at the time, and someone else, and it was Churchill, met with met with Stalin in Tehran. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. So, and so that. There's a famous there. Yeah. Is that what? It, I thought that was something else. I thought that was the something else. Conference. And a few summits together. Yeah, I thought that was I, I, the photograph. One I thought was something else, but anyways, so he got there by ship, and uh, so Roosevelt's on the ship. He's got this whole battle group protecting him, and uh, the one story that's in this book the guy was talking about on the on, on the radio today is that there was a, there was some screw up with one of the ships, and it, it must have been an anti-submarine ship or something. But the ship launched a torpedo, <laughs> and it was a mistake. It was it was supposed to be an exercise. Torpedo well, yeah, it was supposed to be an exercise, and it was actually a live oh, torpedo, <laughs> and it launched, and uh, it was headed right for the the Iowa. I think that was the ship that he was on, the Iowa. So this has the president, all the chiefs of staff, all the stuff, you know, yeah, right. and uh, the captain. Made the right maneuver, he turned into the torpedo and closed in on it, and it just missed him and yeah. exploded like a thousand yards past the ship and stuff. But I'm just thinking, how does that not make into the history books? Yeah, well, sure. yeah. So I might have to look up some of this guy's stuff, maybe get some of his books. And... Wallow, you stupid fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Can you just. It's just crazy. Like. Well, you know what? It's like I... a scene from F Troop where they blow up the guard tower. You have to look up the, the war history of um, Mel Brooks. Funny man, Mel Brooks. Oh, world history? He is actually a war hero. I didn't know that. 
Look up the story. Yeah. I don't want to get it wrong. Okay. But I know he's an actual documented, I think it was World War II war hero. Uh, so interesting tidbit about him. Um, and, and I don't want to get the story wrong, so I don't want to say yeah, that. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll look look was a war hero. I did not know. I, well, I think back then there were a lot of people that were. No, but he, like, he did something like really fucking crazy. You know, it was it was World War Two. It involved the Nazis. Yeah, it would, he did it something. Would, it would be, it would he be did something fucking crazy. He did something fucking crazy like no one. So he did. He okay. I'm gonna paraphrase a little because I know some of these details coming back in my head now. But so you know they're fighting the Nazis mm-hmm. in German. You know in this fucking town, and there's all this Nazi propaganda going off across the fucking radios, right? So he climbs up. And he kills. You know, the propagandist guy in the tower, and it's got the, the, the Hitler speaking, you know, the record playing. He pushes the guy away, kills him, and he somehow he, he finds something that's related to America. You uh-huh. know, in their plane, he puts that on, and it's it's just all this American shit, you know, now instead of all this Nazi propaganda going out, and German propaganda, and all this intense fighting going back and forth. And it was like an inspiration to the troops, like, hey, we just went from. Nazism to good old American USA. Let's get some fucking that. It was like this inspirational nice. thing he did. And uh, that just, it was a really cool I'll story. Look it up. You know, yeah, I'll so. look it up. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. All right. All right. So we're going to wrap this up because it's almost time. It's actually three hours. So we're good. Until uh, so next week, we're going to find some topics. We're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, let's see what's going on. It's going to make. Yeah, I might have some government and stuff on there. But. Uh, you know, whatever. We'll talk about UFOs, we'll talk about Trump, Trump UFOs, UFOs and Trump. Martians, Martians for Trump. Martians for Trump. Martians for Trump. Martians for Trump. Trump. Oh, we should make that. We should, we should. This Martians. Kind of thing we can make money Martians. We should put that fucking over in Facebook. We'll have all kinds of words. I'm going to make that our sponsor for tonight's show. <laughs> Martians. Martians are Trump. So when you look up our podcast, like, up until now, I've always put a picture of our logo on the podcast. But last week, I dug up the uh, Area 51 weather balloon, re- weather yes. balloon repair yeah. ad. To put that on. So I may do Martians or Trump. I'll just do a design on a Martians or Trump poster and put it on for our logo this week. But um, yeah, Martians or Trump. That's going to happen. We're going to end the night on Martians or Trump. I like that. 2020. Probably the Martian, Donald Trump. I should get rid of Pence. Yeah. Pence is the fucking Martian. Trump, <laughs> Trump and Martian. Pence is something. He's putting that on my Uranus. Anyways, woo! All right, we are done. We are out. Thank you for listening. And now for the legal jibber jabber. Let's talk to all this for entertainment only, and the opinions expressed are those of the expressors and not necessarily those of anyone else. The First Amendment and the randomly placed phrase, or did they, is all the legal protection we need to express ourselves in a serious, sarcastic, informative way. A lot of what we know is from the internet, so it has to be true and accurate. So please hate the game and not the player.